0: Velicky and you're listening to the Funky Farm Girl. Welcome back. This is episode 52 permaculture and water five keys to using it well. So today we're going to get into five different ways that you can harness water to be useful um, on your property whether it's a large farm or a small homestead or even just a suburban yard. So stay tuned so that you can get those five keys. But before we do that, let's jump into our weekly feature, What's Happening on the Homestead. So this week we're getting ready to head to the beach for a couple days. And so I'm getting things ready for our substitute chicken mama who will be coming over and taking care of our animals while we're gone. And so we're doing a few things to simplify what we normally do as far as feeding and housing the chickens so the garden crew is done for the season so they are reunited and they're all back together with the other laying hens and there's a little bit of a pecking order drama going on but other than that everybody seems to be getting along fairly well and getting adjusted to all being back together in one space and we're also getting ready to move the quail outside. Michael has been working on the brooder pin that will hold the quail outside. He built the top for it over the weekend and we'll get them moved out here in the next couple days. Other than that we're just getting ready for our trip and excited to get a little bit of a break right before the super busy season of spring and summer here on the homestead. With that, let's jump into today's episode. Today we are talking about permaculture and water and the five keys to use it well. Last week we introduced permaculture and we talked about the three primary principles of the earth care, people care, and fair share where we're going to share what we have with others and we're going to not hoard the abundance but spread it around and make sure that everybody is able to um, benefit from it and so this week we are going to dive into one of the aspects of permaculture and one of the things that we need to do while we're trying to mimic what mother nature naturally does is we need to observe and see patterns and see cause and effect of different things and one of those things that is really really important is where does water go on your property when it rains where does the water go does it puddle in one area does it run off really quickly does it just saturate the yard and just stay there? Where does it go? And how does it drain? How does it stay in certain places? And what effect does it have on the ecosystem of your yard when it rains? Or how does your water how does your land respond when you need to water for for say gardening and things like that? How do you handle that kind of water situation? So today we are going to talk through five key ways to use water well. And they're fairly simple things to keep in mind and they all start with S. So let's start with number one. Number one is slow it. The longer water sits, the greater amount is absorbed in the ground. Um, if you think of it in terms of of like a sponge if if you leave a sponge sitting in water for a long time it's going to soak up more and more and more water until it reaches saturation point point. and it's the same with our ground if the water is able to stay there the ground will soak it up like a sponge however there's lots of different things that cause it to not stay there. It could be that the ground is just super hard and it's not permeable and so the water just runs off of it. Um, It could be that the ground is already saturated. But one of the big things that usually happens is that the water is running so fast or it comes down so fast um, that usually the way a person's yard or Um, land is graded, it's graded to move water away from your home so that you don't have foundation issues. But that also tends to move water away from different parts of your yard where maybe you would like it to stay a little bit longer. And so our first key way to use water well is to slow it. We want to allow it to stay where it is for a little while and one of the ways we do that is by something called a swale. Now a swale is a contour that's cut into the land to direct the water flow towards or away from something. So maybe you have a few flower beds and in between those flower beds there's a pathway that is a little bit lower because maybe there's some edging to your flower beds and that pathway is a little bit lower maybe it's cut into the earth just a little bit so that it lays down even just a little bit lower and maybe it's cut in such a way that it becomes like a little stream for the water to flow through when it rains and you can direct that water either away from somewhere where you don't need as much rain or towards like say your garden area or towards a French drain or something like that in your yard where you you kind of have a little more control over the flow of the water and you can direct it to go here or there. Um, in our yard we have a natural swale um, where we have a water culvert on the corner of our property and from that there is a little gully that has been carved out that runs along the edge of our property and the water comes in and it flows right through that little gully and it dumps it all in the lower right corner of our yard and into the neighbor behind us and so it, it really helps control the rainfall runoff and fast flood irrigation of land. So when you have it where especially like in a large field where maybe they don't get as much water they can open up a little gate that will allow water to flow through and it will flood into all of those little channels and swales that have been cut into the land that that direct water to all the different parts of that land so that the water is able to get there and stay and soak in and they're able to deeply water a large area because they have the swales that are cut in. Um, And these swales are not just land contours that are like dug or or made By moving earth around but they can also be formed with mulch or with rocks and even trees to direct the water in such a way that it slows it down. So our first key way to use water well is to slow it. The second key way to use water well is to sink it. So those swales are directing water to where it's best going to be able to be absorbed. And then what you do is you have something there that's able to absorb it. For example, I'm in the process of looking for a willow tree to put on that lower corner of our property because willow trees need lots of water and they thrive well in wet soil. So if I were to put a willow tree there on the corner of the property, One, it would soak up a lot of that rainwater and it would store it and it would prevent some of the flooding that happens in my neighbor's yard back behind me because that tree would soak up the water instead. So, another thing that you can do to help soak up the water is to create a rain garden. Now rain gardens are a place where you have a bit of land that is level or a little bit higher and then it dips down to create a low point and then it's higher again on the other side so that you have a low area where water would naturally flow from a swale or from a creek or a gully or anything like that. water would naturally gather in that area and then in that area you plant things that need lots of water things that thrive in really wet soil and you do that with the wettest tolerant plants in the middle and the drier and drier as you go out towards the edges and what that's going to do is one it's going to give your water a place to go to be absorbed so it's going to sink it like we're talking about but two it's also going to nourish those plants and allow them to do their jobs and one of the best jobs that those plants are going to be able to do is they're going to act like a biofilter they're going to remove impurities and things from the soil so there are certain plants that will filter out the impurities and excess things in the soil maybe they're nitrogen fixers maybe they remove things like iron um, where there's high concentrations of that maybe they help to adjust the soil where there's a high clay content any of these things are are things that can be dealt with and addressed and improved by using a rain garden Now on our one side of our house we have where the land is higher on the right side and then on the left side is is our house and in between is a low walkway and water tends to gather there and that ground stays soggy all the time and so we have decided that what we want to do is to um, since we don't really utilize that area as a walkway because it tends to be wet and and mucky is we're going to build a little bit of a like a paver style walkway on one side of it and then fill in the rest of it with these wet loving plants so that we can create a beautiful area there but also an area where it's going to soak in that water and let it sink in and it's going to Um, give those plants what they need so that they can filter out some of the impurities in the ground so first we need to slow it and then we need to sink it and then third we need to spread it and when you spread it what you're doing is you're making sure that you're getting water to all the different parts of the land or your yard that need that water So for example, because of the way our land is, it flows everything from left to right and from front to back. And so the back right corner is the wettest area of the property. But the upper left corner is some of the driest land because it's the highest elevation part and it slopes down towards the right side and so that, that end t- doesn't tend to get as much water. So what we would need to do in order to spread it is to create a system where some of that water is able to stay there. Whether it's because we use a, a system maybe where we catch the water from the rain and it goes down through a buried pipe that, that does takes it out to that corner and then drains out there or whether it's um taking it and containing it through an irrigation system or a swale or something of that nature where you're moving the water where you need it so it's not just that you have super wet areas of the yard and then you have really dry areas of the yard but that you think through ways of being able to spread that water to the places that need it uh, one of the best examples of this i've seen is from the epic gardener um, kevin is on instagram and he is under the hander, handle epic gardener or epic gardening and he has created a system in la where he catches his water and he has overflow barrels from one to the other and then when he has filled up the fourth barrel the overflow from that goes into a french drain that goes out across his yard and ends right at the side of his garden and so any overflow from the rainwater um, is spread out to his yard where he really needs the water the most and where is more difficult for him to bring water there at other times and in other ways. So first we need to slow it, then we need to sink it, then we need to spread it. And the next thing, like I just mentioned, we need to be able to store it. So Kevin in that example, he has that overflow that's going out there that's spreading it all the way out to his garden. But then he also has four rain barrels full of water That he's storing and that is going to reduce the amount of runoff that you have on your property so that will reduce your utility water bill by a little bit but it also is keeping that water there on your property so that you're able to use that in order to water your plants and things like that Um, or even be able to filter it for drinking water Um, In a way where normally you would just lose that water because it would flow on out and go down through the storm drain system. So rain barrels are a great way to store the water. You can also, um, if you have a a larger area and you have um, a pond, you can create swales that will direct and divert the water until it gets to your pond. And um, will keep the pond full and help you to store water there. And then that water can be used for, um, for either watering plants and vegetation, or it could be used to um, water livestock or other animals that you have on your property. You can also store water in the soil. And like I mentioned before, that can be something like a willow tree that soaks up the water in that area or or the rain garden um also when you mulch your garden you're holding on to the water that that helps to retain moisture so that you don't need as much so one that's helping to conserve water but it's also um holding on to the moisture so that the plants don't need as much water because they're able to hold on to more of it because that mulch helps to keep that water in place. So first we want to slow it, then we want to sink it, then we want to spread it, then we want to store it, and last but not least we want to share it. And this goes back to those three principles of permaculture that we talked about last week and that we mentioned at the beginning here. We want to care for the earth and we want to care for people and we want to give everyone their fair share. We want to be able to share the abundance. So if you don't have a huge amount of storm drain runoff, then that's conserving water that could keep... Um, if, if many people are doing that in an area that can keep an area from drought it can um, help conserve the water supply in your community Uh, it can help benefit the the ecosystem not just of your yard but of the other people around you it really helps to sustain the aquifers and it helps to um, support the surrounding ecosystems. So, pay attention next time it rains. Where is the water flowing? Where is there not enough water? How can you use the five S's to improve the way your land uses water? So, That's our focus this week with the permaculture. Uh, If you have any questions or any feedback, you can always email me. It's Jenny, J-E-N-N-Y, at thefunkyfarmgirl.com. Or you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. Next week, we're going to continue our permaculture series and talk about companion planting. So if you want your plants to be friends and you wanna know who would be the best friend for the plants that you have in your garden now, stay tuned next week and we'll talk more about companion planting. Thanks for stopping by y'all. If you're inspired by what you've heard today, the best compliment you can give me is to share the Funky Farm Girl with your friends. You can stay connected by following the Funky Farm Girl on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Until we meet again next week, remember to bloom where you're planted.